Hey everyone, I'm Trace, compulsive eater and food addict. And thank you so much, Kristen, for putting me on the spot and getting me to be the speaker today. Um, just a little bit about me so that you know that I am truly one of you. I am a compulsive eater. I have been a compulsive eater all of my life. I don't remember a time when my life wasn't driven by food or about food. I remember picking my friends in primary school and what parties I wanted to go to. By the parties, I knew the mum was a good baker, so I knew that the food would be good at the parties. And that's primary school. I My earliest memory was at a kid's party was that I was the one kid next to the food. I didn't think it was odd at the time. I look back now and realise that was compulsive behaviour. I just didn't recognise it as that. So, as I said, I've been compulsive about food my whole life. It was a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week obsession. If I wasn't eating, I was thinking about eating. If I wasn't thinking about eating, I was lying about what I was eating to everybody. And when you're 50 kilos bigger than I am now, so morbidly obese, and for the US that's over 100 pounds, I wasn't hiding my eating from anyone. I was literally walking around with it on my body, weighing me down. I had dieted my whole life. If I wasn't dieting, I was well and truly in the food, out of control. When I was dieting, none of that looked any healthier than my overeating. I was a restrictor, so it wasn't healthy eating. It was starving myself for days and then eating because you have to, because you need food to survive. I have scales in my house that talk that I figure for 18 years, my husband and for 13 years, my son have been terrified of the voice of that scale that says, hello, I'm ready. Because my life was ruled by that number. If it was a good number on the scale, happy day for everybody. Bad number on that scale, and genuinely run and hide because I was a rageful woman if that number was not good. And believe me, when you are a compulsive eater that is well and truly in the food and overeating daily, that number was never good. On a scale, my top weight that I weighed at, I don't know if it got bigger than that, was 128 kilos, which I think is about 300 pounds in pounds. Um, I'm also tall. I'm almost six foot tall. And believe me, that doesn't mean that I carried the weight well. What it meant was for me, I filled doorways. I felt like a mountain walking into rooms. If I was standing near other people, particularly if they were shorter than me, I felt like I cast a massive shadow on them. And that's how I lived my life this mountain of a person that tried to hide because I didn't like anything about myself. That's what my disease looked like. When I landed in OA, I want to tell you that I landed here and I was overweight and I was happy. I wasn't. I come from a family of dysfunction and addiction and we're not a family that seek help for it. We're a family that sweep it under the carpet and pretend it's not there. So me being in a 12-step program, my plan was arrive, get whatever the fix was, 
because there had to be a fix, a magic diet, a pill, a potion, something. There, there had to be all these people in this program had to be given something that fixed them. So my plan was get here, find out whatever the fix was, go about my life and keep battling with the food. This was just going to be my next diet, my next quick little fix that might maybe help me lose some weight and take the pressure off. What I didn't expect was that I would land in a program that has changed my life in ways I didn't know I needed and now can't imagine my life without them. I landed in meetings that I talked were flukes when I first got here. I fluked that first meeting that was so lovely. I fluked that second meeting that were, again, lovely people. It was a fluke, just random act. I now acknowledge, truly acknowledge, that was my higher power landing me at meetings that genuinely showed me love and compassion that I I didn't know I was lacking in my life and then also realised I didn't know how to accept that. People loving me when I thought I was unlovable, that I was so full of rage and self-hatred, I couldn't imagine that room Rooms full of people that didn't know me were willing to accept me exactly as I was and still want to be around me. So I resisted it. I stayed in the program. I knew I knew the people that were in the windows that were talking, they've had weight loss and they've had miraculous change in their life and they're so happy. I genuinely thought that either it's either a cult and these people are genuinely crazy, or they're just slightly delusional. And either way, most of them were thin, and that's what I wanted. So I thought, well, even if it is a cult and they're crazy, I'm rageful and crazy, what's the difference? So I stayed, and I did what I was told. A couple of people from those first meetings kept reaching out to me, messaging me on WhatsApp, sending me emails, and I kept replying but politely and, you know, at a distance because I didn't believe I was worthy of having people want to help me. What I am grateful for, I am a perfectionist. If I'm doing a diet, if I'm doing OA, God, I'm going to be the best OA people have ever seen. That was my plan. I'd just be the best newcomer. I was going to be the best sponsor. I told my sponsor that I'll be the best sponsor you've ever had. I'll be your favourite. I realise that's so ridiculous a thought, but that's what drove me initially. I was going to have this perfect abstinence. If abstinence was the goal of this program, I'm going to be abstinent from day one. I've now been around for 22 months and one day, and I have 22 months and one day of abstinence. It was the one thing... I got told was kind of a rule. No one told me it was a rule. That was my disease. Go, oh, that's a rule. You're a perfectionist. Just do that. So that's what I did. I got abstinent. It nearly killed me. It nearly drove me insane, but I got abstinent. I got told to get a sponsor. So I did that. My sponsor, who I adore, has never told me what to do. She suggests things and 
my sponsor has been in recovery for a very long time and she lives and breathes this program and I have followed every one of her suggestions. I'd love to tell you I did it immediately. Not always. Sometimes, yes, jump straight on. You need to work the steps. I work the steps. Do you need to carry the message and sponsor? I don't think so. I don't have anything of value to share. I don't have any worth that could be of help to anyone else. So that one I'll probably just skip past because it can't be that big a deal. As the months have gone on, I sponsor. I love sponsoring. It is my favourite part of this program, getting to carry the message, getting to give back a tiny piece of what I've been given is something I am so grateful for because when I landed here, I felt I had no value whatsoever. The nicest thing I could have said about myself was that I was an okay mum and that was it. I'm okay at it. But then the rest of what I would tell myself, but you're overweight, you're useless, you're not doing things perfectly, you're a bad wife, you're this. It was just this barrage of negative thought that if someone said to me, say that out loud to somebody else about them, I would never say those words about somebody, yet it was a dialogue that ran in my head. So to be able to work this program and get to a point where your sponsor says, you're now ready to sponsor, and I genuinely thought, yeah, I probably could. I've got a little bit of value. I've worked this program. I never thought that that would be possible. For me, this was a quick get in, work 11 steps and get out and just go about my life because it was just going to be another quick fix and I would be thin for a little while and then the weight would come back and I would find the next fix. And instead I have found a program that is miraculous and, God, I hated that word when I got here, people talking miracles and higher power this. And for me, none of my miracles have been me on a mountaintop and God whispering in my ear and shining a light on me. That's not my story. Mine are little daily things that are different in how I am in the world that are miraculous. I was a woman that was so full of rage, I couldn't see straight. If I was going to apologise to someone, and generally my husband, it was always, I'm sorry, but you're in the wrong. If I was going to be nice to somebody outside of my family, doing someone a favour, being of service, to the outside world, I was lovely. Inside my own home, though, oh, my God, can you believe that that woman asked me to drive her to wherever or pick this up or or, or help her out because she needs a little... That's how I lived my life, sitting in this resentment and rage all the time that no one else knew was going on other than the people that live with me because I had this facade of I'm okay and I'm lovely, but I, I genuinely wasn't. 
So the miracles in my life that aren't God shining a light on me are that I can make an apology that ends with, I'm sorry, I was wrong. End of sentence. I can have a thought in my head, like why would you put the laundry basket that's full of laundry at the bottom of the stairs when you know I've got a fractured shoulder and I can't carry it up the stairs, why would you just leave it there? I don't verbalise that anymore because it wouldn't have come out polite. What I now can say is, oh, do you mind just running that up the stairs for me? They're miracles in my life because that's not how I how I operated. I was someone that just reacted to everything and it was always with a reaction of me being wronged, things happening to me. Because of this program, we have in our household, we have had probably the hardest four or so months. I fractured my shoulder. I am left-handed and I fractured my left shoulder, so I lost my dominant arm. It, is, it was immobilised for 10 weeks. We have a son with cerebral palsy and a whole host of other diagnoses that mean he needs a lot of assistance to do daily activities that I do, that I couldn't do for him. My husband works full time. I run a business. Everything came to a crashing halt because I fractured my shoulder. Old me, pre-programmed me, oh my God, God help anyone that was near me because that would have just been horrendous. I would have accepted no help. I would have burnt my life to the ground. My husband probably would have wished that he had divorced me many years ago. Instead, because of this program, I accepted help from people. I let people come into our home and stay here to help me. I mean, it was my family, so you would think that that would be an easy thing. That's not an easy thing for me to have people here doing things for me while I sit there thinking, oh my God, so lovely that you're here helping me, but you're not doing it right. That's not how we do it. My shoulder is now almost healed. I'm back doing everyday things. The beauty of this program is the lessons that I learned from this program about how to accept help, that I am worthy of love, that I am worthy of people helping me, is that as my shoulder has gotten better, I'm still asking for help. I'm still letting people do things for me. And it's not... I didn't, I wasn't this strong, independent woman that was handling life so well. I was a control freak, addict, compulsive person that was barely holding it together. And these days I am now a woman that is okay if I'm not holding it all together. I don't have to be in charge of everything. I don't have to fix anything. And this program has given me a way to live and a structure to come back to. So part of my journey has been a huge amount of weight loss, which is fantastic, don't get me wrong. That's not the gift of this program. My shoulder taking me out of commission has seen, I haven't broken my abstinence, but my weight, I've gained a little bit of weight and that's now part of my story again. I got on the scales, my husband looked a little shocked 
that I was back on a scale because I haven't weighed the whole time with my shoulder. And I'm up a few kilos. And old me would have, God, would have had a big reaction and that's it, right, I'm going to starve myself, give me two weeks, the weight will be off and I'll go back to what I was doing. I didn't do that. I rang my sponsor. I talked it through with her. I came up with a plan. We will go back to my old weight loss food plan because it's not that my eating greatly changed. It's that my exercise ability has changed. So we've tweaked my food plan. I've put back in place a, a few extra things I'm going to do on a daily basis. And that's what I love about this program. It's not an overhaul of my life anymore. It's tweaking a few things. It's staying close to my higher power. It's relying on my sponsor. It's saying yes to service like being a lead chair. When, when I can be of service, I'm of service. And I am just so grateful as always for this program and for all of you. And thank you for listening to my share.